0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: Well, hello there. It's Sammy J here, host of the Sammy J Snack Pack. But you might know me from the ABC's new vaccination campaign, Vax Facts. That's right. They've rolled out a new campaign to encourage people to get their jab, not just encourage, but also to reassure people with a few bits of information. I wanted to call the campaign Vaccination Information. I thought that was a sweeter rhyme But they went with VaxFax And look, I grudgingly accept that I did get my shot on the weekend In Melbourne Turned up, had booked myself in For the AstraZeneca vaccine Because I'm 38 That was the one that was available Sat down, pretty excited A little bit nervous Someone tapped me on the shoulder I thought, oh dear Here comes someone who listened to the podcast They probably want an autograph They said, excuse me, are you here for the AstraZeneca? I said, yes they said, you're in the wrong queue. This is the Pfizer queue. True story. I was escorted out of the Pfizer queue into the AstraZeneca queue where I happily had my shot only to discover three days later, the government announced that I could have then got my Pfizer shot. I just kept missing that sweet Pfizer train. You know what? I don't care. Cause AZ has the same basic rates of effectiveness. Some studies are coming in saying it even lasts a little longer. Look, whichever one it is, it's a good thing to get in my opinion, but that wasn't the worst part of my experience. Then I found out that at the Royal Exhibition Building in Melbourne, one of the state-run vaccination clinics, they started getting a piano player to come and entertain people this week after I'd had my shot. I missed out on the entertainment. Not only that, there was a piano there when I was getting my shot, and no one asked me to play piano. I mean, my only side effect from my vaccine, legitimately, I felt fine other than a sense of, rage and anger that I hadn't been asked to play piano I could have got up there and entertained people with some of my classic 2006 musical comedy material alas I missed my chance not to worry I'm halfway there I'm halfway vaxxed and we have a full show for you today we're going to be paying tribute to Charlie Watts legendary drummer from the Rolling Stones with none other than rock Quiz's own Brian Nancurvis. we're gonna be sussing out air fryers I mean, I keep hearing about them. Are they really all that? We'll be speaking to restaurant critic Jemima Cody to find out, plus a former state premier coming on not to talk politics, but to talk about USB charges. That's right. We're covering the big issues on the snack pack today. And first, we're going to introduce none other than Ella Hooper, a musician, broadcaster. She's found worldwide success with her band Killing Heidi. And she's recently moved back home to Violet Town to keep safe and get her creative juices flowing. Hey, Ella, I've got one big question to start off our chat, and that is, what you're seeing?
0: Well, this is where I'm not being very culturally. Um, Look, look, I've got a new passion, a new interest, a new viewing. Well, addiction, really. (laughs) Pro-wrestling, (laughs) pro-wrestling.
1: I did not think that was where the sentence was going to end.
0: No, no, but once it gets you, Sammy, oh, my God, specifically a promotion called AEW, All Elite Wrestling out of the States. It only launched, look, it might have even launched in the pandemic, perhaps just before, just before. So it's, um, I don't know if you know anything about wrestling. This is This is kind of the silly stuff, the stuff that is very much scripted, very much um plays to a story arc and i mean there's something called kayfabe if you know about wrestling which is the the line between reality and theater it's acro theater it's crazy i love it <laughs> and
1: they all got like backstories and stuff don't they these characters
0: oh amazing backstories like because if you like a bit of trash tv why not take it with big buff <laughs> muscle men and big buff muscle ladies and big buff muscle people this this promotion has a lot of trans people a lot of um different ethnicities, a lot of different age groups, a lot of different body types. It's super inclusive. It's not the old blonde hair, blue-eyed, shiny white teeth thing from the past. It's kind of like pro wrestling version 2.0. It's really wild what, what and What should we search for if you want to
1: check it out? Is AEW Wrestling?
0: AEW, you've got AEW Rampage, you've got yeah. AEW Dynamite. <laughs> it has like three or four different shows. And my favourite my favorite wrestler is Jungle Boy from Jurassic Express. He's Jungle Jack Perry and he's actually Luke Perry's son.
1: <laughs> Man, Bi- Violet Town has changed you.
0: Look, I, I don't know what to say. I <laughs> I've love been this alone too so <laughs> much.
1: Okay, that's what Ella Hooper is watching and I'm here for it. Ella Hooper, <laughs> what you hearing other than the sounds of theatrical grunts in the wrestling ring?
0: Well okay we're going a little bit more going a little bit more up market now mm-hmm. this brilliant 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 artist called Tristan from Nashville and I'm a little bit obsessed with Nashville a little bit obsessed with the Nashville scene um, but the Nashville scene to me being sort of alternative intelligent pop rock I mean it's famous for it's famous for very straight up deep fried country Mm -hmm. but there's also an amazing alternative music scene there and I was going there a lot again pre-pandemic I was sort of kind of you know eyeing it off and thinking that's where I might be moving sort of semi hence moving home for a bit to save a little Mm, bit of money and then go to Nashville but I never got there (laughs) <laughs> but Tristan's just amazing. I think she's the queen of the scene. Her music is her new album's called Aquatic Flowers, Aquatic. and every single track is just incredible.
1: Aquatic Flowers, and I got to say that almost sounds like a great sitcom storyline. What you've done there, uh, Ella. Maybe you know I should talk about writing that. You know, can
0: let's let's workshop this. let back home, home this. Get yes, stuck during it.
1: pandemic, and then goes back to Nashville <laughs> in like five years. With songs about wrestling.
0: When she's too old to make it. I love it. (laughs) Tragedy.
1: Okay, final question. And there have been some rip-roaring answers so far. Ella Hooper, what's your taste in?
0: Oh, I don't know if I'm the first person to have this idea. Of course, I'm really probably highly likely not. But I've been getting into... Peanut butter, nothing unusual about that. But with freshly sliced tomato on top, on a corn thin, got to be a corn thin. Do not give me a rice thin; they are not the same thing. Corn thins are delicious. R- rice thins are unfortunately disgusting. So I don't know if anyone else is down with that. That important differentiation as well. I as think well. they have to so, be
1: because the passion in your voice is is making us all. Oh, yeah. This is this is. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, like I was raised on cor- on uh, rice thins. And then when I discovered corn thins, I was angry at my parents. I was like, what? These delicious little discs have been sitting next to to these gross discs all along.
1: Was that that, that the fault of the Violet Town general store?
0: It probably was. You know, it was slim Pickens. It's much better now. We've got a beautiful fruit and veggie store now, which is where I get my gorgeous big, you know, beef heart uh, organic tomato from. But you've got to put that on some lovely... I reckon go fancy, go for an expensive um, peanut butter. My cousin actually makes an amazing brand of oh peanut gosh. butter, 99th Monkey, and my, my family grows walnuts. Shout out Howie. Uh, my <gasps> mum's partner is listening. He's a big fan you of the show. You get a job
1: with Triple M and you start just plugging automatically in the middle of a sentence. Unbelievable, Ella.
0: Well, I feel like it's appropriate because it's literally uh, where I'm living. This is the <laughs> <laughs> this
1: I is think we can support <laughs> local produce.
0: It's also what I've been up to, living on the walnut farm. So, you know, we can tie it in there. We can get away with it.
2: This is the Sammy J Snack Pack. Please enjoy in moderation. Right
1: place, right time, what went down?
2: Um, all right, a bit of a weird one, but I was, I was I'm impressed I was driving towards Bell Street, um, near an industrial site right there, and, an ambulance kind of whizzed out of the side corner, and I noticed this like styrofoam box on the side of the on the on the foot side of the ambulance. Where you kind of step up. As it turned, it's fallen over, so I pulled over, gone to pick up this box, and the inside was a toe. I'm like, couldn't believe that there's a toe inside this box. So you you, p- you picked to- up you
1: picked up the box yourself, Gap.
2: Yeah, so I pulled over and there's a toe in my like, dry ice. Okay. must have been someone amputated a toe or something in the factory. So i called up the, um, what's it called? the hospital we asked there, which is the closest one, figuring it's there. And I said, look, I've found this toe that belongs to this ambulance. You do you want to send someone over?" And I said, no, we'll just send her a tow truck.
1: Gab, I can't believe that you have gained access to this program... With such a stunning story that turned out to be a dad joke. Are you ashamed of yourself, Gab? I'm not, not ashamed at all. You're not ashamed at all? I'm ashamed no. of you, Gab. The listeners are ashamed no. of you, Gab. <laughs> Have you no shame, Gab? No, no shame at all. Well, can I just say I'm certainly not in with your tail, Gab And oh, I challenge I you to get back On this show next week uh, in the same manner The challenge has been set, Gab Alright, cheeky challenge. Wait, people. wait, wait No, you do definitely, definitely get that Little particular jingle I hope you're ready for this Slightly cheeky caller. Get off the program, Gab
2: <laughs> Chat soon
1: <laughs> Okay, look, I'm going to be honest I feel I can be honest with you here in the snack pack, it's a safe space. When it comes to the Rolling Stones versus the Beatles, I am massively a Beatles man. i make no apologies for that, but I did feel a little bit awkward this week, of course, because the much-loved drummer from the Rolling Stones, Charlie Watts, died, and I had to learn a little more about him. So to do that, well, who better than Brian Nankervis from ABC and SBS Rock Quiz. He wrote a beautiful article a couple of years ago about taking his children to see the Rolling Stones. In concert. And Brian, it's safe to say the Stones have a pretty special
3: place in your heart. Yes, absolutely. Massive Rolling Stones fan. They were sort of my introduction to rock and roll, really, through my cousins who were nuts about the Stones. Uh, And they've sort of stayed with me, even though, you know, their recorded output lately has uh, not necessarily been. Fabulous, although they did a good blues-based album a few years ago. But no, very, very sad. I think we knew something was perhaps coming. Um, he did pull out of a proposed uh, Stones tour that they'd rescheduled. They were starting again in America in September. Uh, his pal, Steve Jordan, Keith's pal as well, had taken over. And I think everyone was a little shocked, partly that they were still going. You know, Keith Richards had always said, if there's no Charlie, there's no Stones. Um, but, and then I got word a while ago from, I sort of belong to this little group of uh, uh, what would you call us, Uber fans, and we get messages particularly from one chap, Terry, and he said, look, R- Charlie will never play with the Stones again, even though there was talk that he would come back. Um, so it's really sad. He's just a charming man, beautifully dressed. I mean, he was always well-presented. There's a great story about Mick Jagger calling him drunkenly at 2 a.m., uh, demanding, where's my drummer? Uh, and Charlie hung up, apparently showered, shaved, put on a be- his best suit, went down to the hotel room. Mick Jagger opened the door and Charlie punched him out and said... I am not your drummer. He was erudite. He was a jazz fan. He played, he did lots of music outside the Stones, lots of jazz, lots of boogie-woogie. I've got a great um, boogie-woogie album recorded in Paris. He was the drummer for, and, and I just came across this incredible quote from Variety. They were reviewing a show in 2019, so really just before the pandemic. They wrote, sitting at a minimalist kit and moving even more minimally with his casual jazz grip. Charlie Watts looks like the mild-mannered banker who no one in the heist movie realises is the guy actually blowing up the vault. That is a
1: beautiful image, uh, Brian, and I really appreciate your time, this one. Just really quickly, you saw them multiple times live, but I read yes. a beautiful article you wrote about bringing your own children to their first Stones gig. Did that surpass expectations for you as a parent? Did, did they get the, Did they catch the fire?
3: Oh, did they ever? Yes, yes. I made CDs for all of them uh, in the lead-up to the concert. They still have them. They play them occasionally. And, yeah, there was Charlie, rock-solid behind them. You know, no nonsense, no fuss. But to be able to introduce my kids uh, to them was great, Uh, albeit from uh, the back of the stands.
2: (laughs) You're listening to the Sammy J Snack Pack. Mmm, yummy, yummy in my ear tummy.
1: I mean, if they did invite me to play piano at the Royal Exhibition Building in Melbourne for people getting their vaccination, I think I could do a good service. You know, I do some little jaunty Tom Lehrer 1960s political satire. And isn't that what everyone wants as they're sitting through their mandatory 15-minute post-vaccine waiting time? I'm just saying. I'm here and I'm ready. But I don't know if I'm ready to embrace the air fryer. You heard of this? Every year there's like a new story or a fad that it always comes up and people start talking about it it's in the headlines and I just zone out and this year my zone out phrase was air fryer. I got sick of hearing about it people doing posts about it banging on about it I've decided time's up I think air fryers might be the new sourdough for the pandemic life that we're living through I need to decide if I'm ready to embrace it to help me out Jemima Cody restaurant critic for the Age newspaper Jemima it seems everyone is talking about air fryers right now I can no longer ignore them can I?
4: Okay. So you're right. uh, Air fryers are the thing that everyone is getting into. They have been for about a year now. Um, I am an anti-machine person. My partner, Tim, absolutely loves them. He's constantly coming home with gadgets, but I stand firmly in the camp that you can probably do it with an oven, with a knife, with a whisk. And I've often actually gone head to head with him to prove that I can do it quicker without the machine. But yesterday he brought home the air fryer and, oh, Sammy, it's pretty good. But what is it's like, it? it's like what is it? Ca- so it's this weird little machine basically that does the job of a deep fryer but it doesn't have a big vat of oil in it so it just gets things super hot you can just spray the ingredient and put it in the basket and then when you pull it out it has a lot of the same crispness and brownness that you would get from chucking things into a big vat of
1: oil could i put like frozen chips or a cheeky faux chicken nugget in there
4: Yes, you can. So we like Tim went to the shops. He bought all of this um, crap from the freezer aisle, um, and we put it in. And I used the oven side by side, and it just I've I've got to say it came out hands down. Oh. I've got a new. It gets to stay. It gets to go <laughs> into my cupboard of doom.
1: <laughs> how big? How big is it? Like for listeners, and for listeners, and for me, like I don't even know. how is it like a microwave oven size?
4: Oh, it's a little bit smaller. However, um, I understand that you can get them um, in far bigger sizes. But, like, I went on a bit of a roller coaster with this. So some of the things that I, like, fried, uh, just, like, the things that have, like, really fine crispy batter like tempura or something that you dip in wet, um, that is something that you cannot do because basically you would just be putting a clump on the bottom and it would just, like, it would drip through the basket. So mm-hmm. it has to be something that's kind of um, just got to, fine coating of oil on the outside to begin with um also you can't fit particularly enormous things in there um so i wouldn't i mean people are saying you can do roast chickens in there but <laughs> i want all of those juices and vegetables underneath it um so i'd still go for an what, oven with that but
1: what oh. about like a like a pie like you know sometimes if i'm like microwaving something Chris, like sausage roll or a pie and then i'll sometimes put it in the oven for 10 minutes just to crisp it up. Would that be the sort of thing you could put like a a normal footy size? Yeah, you could. Yeah.
4: Yeah. You can have. So here's the thing. Here's what I would do it for. We're in lockdown. And we're at home and you don't want to stink out your entire house with, like, a big vat of oil. Like, I just want that to be done for me at a restaurant where I can leave and it's someone else's problem. (laughs) I used to work in a kitchen pub and at a pub and just, oh, the way that you would reek afterwards. Like, no one wants that, especially if you live in an apartment. So it's kind of solving that and it lets you, I think this is the thing that's going to touch people's heart the most. When I came out of the first lockdown, the first thing I did was go to the pub to get a palmer. Mm -hmm. and some chips because it's just you can't beat it
2: This is the Sammy J Snack Pack Open with
1: care Right, you know here we may be a small snack pack but we have big ambitions and I want to invite illustrious, important past leaders on as much as I can Today we've got a big one Big Ted Big Teddy Bailey, former Victorian Premier. Of course, there's so much happening in state and federal politics. I could pick his brains about all sorts of things today, but that's not why I've dragged him onto the snack pack. I want to ask him, what is the hill he'd like to die on? What is the petty gripe of a former Victorian Premier? Hello, Ted Bailey. Sammy J. What's
2: getting your goat? USBs, Sammy, USBs. Doesn't Hmm. matter whether the lights are on the lights are off. Whenever you try and put them in, it's upside down. Why is that? Why is that? Why can't I get my USB in the right way first time? It's, it's like going down to the casino and hitting the roulette table and doesn't matter whether you're black, red or black, it comes up the other way. <laughs> Former Premier Ted Bailey... Who-
1: how often are you in need of a USB stick in post-political life? Are you are you
2: transferring secret dossiers to your former colleagues?
1: When do you need to well, the use them? The USBs it? and the
2: USB plugs, and I, I, I'm surrounded by them. I've got a drawer full of them. I don't know what's on them. And they don't they don't let you label them either. There's no easy way to label them. You've got to tie things to them, and they end up a mess. But whether you're charging your phone or putting something into the computer, whatever.
1: Do you get they battery anxiety, Ted Bailey? When your, when your phone's down to 27%? Does your heart start to race?
2: Oh, probably about 37% because there's something wrong with my phone. It runs out very quickly. So I, I reach for the charger. And the other thing about these USB cables, I mean, they've got one thing on one end and another thing on the other end. They're Not different. And that's true. And, and if... Um, uh, there's something going on here because you, you pop down the office works and the, there are kilometers of shelves with all these different little um, connectors on them and invariably you go in there and think, oh, I've got to get one of these. And I don't know which one's which. There's ABCs and one, 3's and there's different colors, but it doesn't matter what you get. When you go to put it in, it's upside down. My concern, Ted, is you've
1: invested possibly in a, you've backed the wrong horse, and you've you've built up some collection of USBs when we've now moved to a world where wireless charging is becoming the norm.
2: Wireless charging, well, that that sort of comes with with um, privacy anxiety, doesn't it? It's just oh. beaming beaming out all that information, and uh, so there's something about having having a little USB tucked away in the drawer, and and that's where the stuff is. No one can get to it. No one can connect to it, but. You don't know what it is it, it's like the 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 ultimate you know little black dot that we're all going to
1: become <laughs> speaking of privacy anxiety you haven't written a memoir yet no it's because it's all
2: there on the usb stick <laughs> and i don't know which one it are you've been munching on the sammy j snack pack clean yourself up i mean
1: i could also play elton john I could, do, I could do a medley of Beatles, Elton John and just to pay tribute to Charlie Watts maybe I'll do some classical Rolling Stones songs as well if I'm given the chance to play piano at the vaccination clinic which I feel is an increasingly distant dream of mine. <sighs> all dreams must end and all podcasts must end because we are here at the conclusion of our snack pack. Thank you once again for letting me hang out inside your ear. That sounded way creepier than I meant it to. Now I'm having visions of me as a little leprechaun just swinging from your lobes. Oh, man. Things not to say on your own podcast. You know what I will say instead? Thank you to Ross Kavanagh, my sound wizard, for pushing the buttons and stitching this together. Thank you for listening and subscribing. You can leave for review if you choose, and you can catch up on old episodes or tune in to my breakfast radio show on the ABC Listen app. Have a fantastic week ahead. I'm still here. Disney songs. That's what else. I could do Disney songs and Spice Girls medleys as well on piano. They really missed out. I swear. <sighs> Granny Smith developed in Australia in the 1860s by Maria Ann Smith in a suburb now of Sydney, but it was farmland back then. Uh, just the, one of the stories is she threw apple cores out the window, and then this seedling popped up, and it was this amazing variety of apple. I think that's there's a little bit of romance to that. <laughs> Granny Smith says someone always tart, never flowery, and the absolute queen of the apples for baking. You know exactly what you're getting with a Granny Smith.